The Twins beat the Red Sox in Boston's home opener at Fenway Park Friday. Byron Buxton, though, is injured in the first inning. Let's break down everything you need to know from this game on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, April 15th. Happy Friday. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Man, that was quite the win for the Twins. They beat the Red Sox 8-4 in Boston's home opener. We knew this series would probably be high scoring. Joe Ryan's on the hill, pitches extremely well for the Twins in this one. They get to Nick Pavetta quickly. They came out with a bang right off the bat, just like we wanted them to, and the Twins win. Byron Buxton, though, hurt in the first inning. So much to get to from this game. Again, I'm Nash Walker. I'm a writer at Twins Daily. I've been writing at Twins Daily for over two years. been hosting this podcast for over two years. This is my third season for the pod, fourth writing at Twins Daily. And, man, this was an emotional game for a lot of reasons. It's Jackie Robinson Day. It's the Red Sox home opener. Byron Buxton leaves the game. It didn't look good at all. Slides into second base, immediately starts slamming the ground, covers his face with his helmet. Anytime a player does that, it's red flag. It's They know way before the MRI knows, right? So you see that and you're like, oh no, this is, this is terrible for Byron and the Twins. Comes out of the game. Twins get up early. That was key. I mean, as soon as Buxton leaves the game, there is this immediate sense of you, you just lost energy. Like, you just lost your guy. You lost your heart and soul as soon as Byron Buxton leaves the game. And instead of buckling, instead of letting that drag them down, the Twins offense and Joe Ryan executed. The offense took great at-bats all day, I thought, until the ninth inning. Took great at-bats. A couple innings, they got beat, but that doesn't mean they weren't taking good at-bats. Overall, the at-bats were an A, A minus today. I thought they were they were awesome at the plate, really. Joe Ryan, A, outstanding today. Just outstanding. I mean, the game plan was was awesome. Pumping sliders. He executed well. Didn't make all of his pitches. First pitch fastball to Alex Verdugo, he knocks out. But that was it for Joe Ryan runs. He pitches six innings, strikes out seven, one earned. Just shut down that crowd. That was also key. And the Red Sox home opener at Fenway with the emotions and the excitement. And the Red Sox were one win away from the World Series last year. And they got Trevor Story. They think they're going to be better this year. And to go out there and immediately shut them down in the first inning in the bottom half after scoring a couple of runs, that's that's big. And the, the crowd was quiet until Rafael Devers hit a two-run home, Rafael Andoran, and they pulled within six to four. But this game was out of reach for much of the day. And it was within reach for a half inning until the Twins added two more on in the ninth. Um, it was just, it was an awesome performance. I thought overall by the twins, just executed, remain calm, played their game, took good at bats. Joe Ryan with a dazzling start. Emilio Pagan shuts it down one, two, three in the ninth, no drama shuts the crowd down again. It's a four game series. That's a great way to start a four game series at Fenway. Additionally, you look forward, the Red Sox used, I think, six relievers today. Nick Pavetta did not make it to the third inning. They used basically their entire bullpen, and because the game was 6-4 late, they brought in Matt Barnes, who's closed a lot of games for them in, in the past. 
and he comes in because he wants to keep you want to stay within two runs. He's not able to do it. The twins get two runs on their own, and it's eight to four. They use Sawamura, they used Barnes, they used other, you know, they used a lot of their high leverage relievers in this game, which is great for the twins in a wraparound four-game series. I know Matthew Trueblood tweeted this, and I was thinking about it as I read it. That's that's big. That's big right there, especially because the twins went to Duran Pagan, and that was it. It was Ryan Duran Pagan. They have Duffy. They have others, Joe Smith. They have other relievers back there. They have 15 pitchers. I mean, they got Josh Winder. They're going to have way more options than the Red Sox. Well, still got to execute for the rest of the weekend. I'm not deeming this series one whatsoever. That's a great way to start it, though, if you're the Twins, especially after the Buxton injury. If the Twins would have blown this game like they would have last year, if they would have blown this game and Buxton's hurt, you don't know what's going on with Buxton. They fall to two and five. I know it's so early. I know. I understand how early it is. But the little rabbit punches catch up to you. And Buxton getting hurt is obviously a huge punch. If you blow that game after Joe Ryan's amazing start and the offense coming through, you blow that game in the late innings and you give the Red Sox momentum for the rest of the series, that is a crusher for the Twins. Like that... That is a nightmare, and that's what happened last year, and they just avoided that today. They avoided it. We don't have to talk about that because it didn't happen. And instead, yes, Buxton's hurt. Early reports are that he has an inflamed knee, so it's not it's not bad. Initial reports are optimistic on Buxton. Still, don't expect him to play right now, especially in this series. But Buxton's hurt. That sucks. You won the game, and, and you're in control of this series. And if Bucks, if it's true, and Buxton's you know out for a little bit, or even needs an injured list stint, you know, ten days. It, this is a very optimistic uh, little monologue for me here. But if that's the that's the case, you are in the driver's seat for this series. You're going to Kansas City, and by the time you get to you know at home to Chicago, hopefully Buck is back. They they put themselves in a much better spot in this series by not blowing this game. And it's crazy to say. You're so nervous when they're up four in the ninth, but we have memories of what happened last year and what happened last year would have been Buxton goes down and they lose. It was the Josh Donaldson opening day. Really Donaldson gets hurt in the first inning twins blow the game late and it's like a double whammy and you lose, you lose both. You lose Donaldson and you lose the game and it sucks. This case, you lost Buxton, hopefully not for long. But you won the game. You found a way to win. You held on behind Joe Ryan's start. That's just a gutsy team win for the Twins, I think. And I I called this weekend a gut check. There's a lot more work to do. Um, There's a lot more to talk about on this game. Let's get to it. After this word from Built Bar, this is the time of year I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting flavors. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Miguel Sano hit the furthest home run of the Major League Baseball season last year off of Nick Pavetta late in the season at Fenway Park. He gets to him again today. 
And Miguel Sano needed that in the worst way. There was visibly, I'm opening up my scorecard here if you see the, the sheets, visibly a change after that second inning home run from Sano. So the Twins go up one nothing after the first. They're up 4 nothing after the second. And then Nick Pavetta leaves the game. Visibly a change in Sano's aura when, you know, on Wednesday night, Wednesday is slamming his bat, breaking it in half. And today he hits that home run. He's smiling. He's laughing in the dugout. Visible change. He walks in the fourth. Got wood on the next two out of three plate appearances. We're not looking for a ton right now when he's in a stretch like this. Great to see Miguel Sano, though, get on the board. And this helped the Twins a lot in the second inning to get that two-run homer and and extend that lead early. We've seen them get early leads and then kind of just let it whittle away. They took a lead. They added to it in the fifth. They needed runs in the ninth. They got them, and that was it. Like, they just they scored in pockets today, which was very helpful. Miguel Sano is going to have to step up. Trevor Larnick's going to have to step up. He's back in the lineup today. He walks, strikes out, fielder's choice, two fielder's choices, uh, drives in a run on a ground out. I guess that was just a ground out in the ninth, drove in a run, and then had a double. Kike Hernandez had trouble with a hard-hit ball, 420 feet to center field in that in that alley of Fenway Park. Trevor Larnick's going to have to step up. Miguel Sano's going to have to step up. Ryan Jeffers is going to have to step up. The bottom of this lineup is going to have to step up if Buxton's out. I think Buxton's going to be out at least for a little bit. So in the short term, very important, potentially in the long term, because even if this is not a major injury for Buxton, you're never sure with him. You never know when he's going to when he's going to be out. So you got to be able to score without him. You got to be able to play defense without him. This was known when the Twins extended Byron Buxton. Like it, it was great to think that he could play 150 games, but the more likely outcome was things like this are going to happen. And it's on the front office to have backup plans, especially with Buxton, who's shown you year after year that you need backup plans for him. So uh, very important in that regard to have those backup plans and for guys to step up. I thought Max Kepler took great at-bats today. I know he struck out twice. Don't exactly see it on the score sheet. This is a good example. You know, he was one for four with a walk, stole a base. Doesn't look great, but... Great at-bats, I thought, throughout the day. Great at-bat in the ninth. Singles up the middle. Beats beats the Preston infield. Super, super big for the Twins in the ninth inning. I thought Max Kepler had a nice game. He's going to be hitting you know, maybe in the 4-5 spot now instead of the 6-7 spot with Buxton out. And they're going to have to rely on his bat with two more right-handed starters coming up in this series. Carlos Gray is going to have to step up. He was 0-3 with two walks today. Scored twice. It, leading off innings with walks is, is helpful. Like Carlos Correa also takes great at bats. And I thought, again, the lineup overall today took really great at bats in this game. I, I really did. And I think maybe the best, the best game of the year we've seen from the lineup up and down overall. I think when you're looking forward at this series, you're looking at the next three games. If they can put together at bats like that against Tanner Houck tomorrow, who's going to be tough, but huge reverse splits. Tanner Houck, very good against right handed hitters. He's a sinker slider guy. Struggles against lefties. Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, Trevor Larnick. Need those guys tomorrow, right? You need those guys tomorrow. And, and mixed in is, of course, Carlos Correa. Luis Arise tomorrow, too, who uh, who was very good in this game. Louis does his thing, and sometimes I don't always talk about him, but Louis just does his thing, and he had a couple you know, runs driven in today. And, and again, his at-bats are always good. So he was a part of that group putting together great at-bats. And that's what's special about this lineup. I think they can do that as a unit. I think they can come together and move down the line and just take good at bats. Let's talk about the rest of the series. A little bit at you about Yohan Duran's outing. Got beat up a little bit in this one after this word from Bet Online. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting and wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, BetOnline, it is an outstanding mobile platform, web platform. Major League Baseball is underway. The NBA playoffs are underway. The Wolves are playing. If you want to bet the Wolves, go to betonline.net. If you want to bet any game or get all of your sporting wagering information, developments, league reviews, anything, go to betonline.net. Yonder on gave up a two-run homer to Rafael Devers on a 98-mile-an-hour fastball down and in today, which was interesting. Jerome, his stuff was his stuff. It was 102, 101. Hunter with the fastball. Slider, I thought, was sharp and nasty today. Xander Bogarts waved at his slider. Yohan nasty. We know that. The splinker was, was great today. Pitch selection was not. He threw a breaking ball, the first two pitches to Jackie Bradley Jr. Jackie Bradley Jr., former great player, hasn't, hasn't been a good offensive player in, in a couple of years now, especially last year. I don't think you're throwing breaking balls to Jackie Bradley Jr. Just, like, pump the fastball to Bradley Jr. He hasn't shown that he can hit. In, in over a year now. So you got to pump fastballs to him. The selection, too much off speed. I thought the splinker, too many, too many splinkers, too many sliders, too much break, too many breaking balls. Like he's got to understand you throw 102, you throw even 99. We saw 99 on the gun today with the fastball in his second inning. Just, just pump your fastball, man. Just pump it. You should be I think 60, 70% with your fastball because he's a reliever. I think he's pitching like a starter right now because his mind is calibrated as a starter where he is mixing in all of his pitches. I think Wes Johnson went out there and told him, and Roy Smalley mentioned this on the broadcast. I think Wes went out there and told him like, dude, throw fastballs. You throw, you throw a hundred, throw fastballs. You can throw fastballs for strikes. You're going to get a lot of swings and misses. You're going to get a lot of weak contact. You're going to get a lot of ground balls. It's just the, the way it's just the way if you can throw a hundred, do it as a reliever. That's why you see relievers are two pitch pitchers, best relievers in the game. You know, Liam Hendricks or Elvis Chapman. I know Chapman added a splitter, but fastball slider. If it's fastball splinker for Duran, that's great. It's awesome to have a third pitch in a breaking ball, but don't get breaking ball off speed dependent. And he's going to learn. He's going to go through his lumps. Remember, he's a reliever in the big leagues in his debut, and he's been a starter basically his whole life. So, this is an adjustment for Yohan Duran. I think he's going to be able to work through it. His stuff is going to carry the day. He's able to throw strikes. He's going to be able to get outs for the Twins in big spots, in lower leverage spots, in multi-inning stints. Yohan Duran, not worried about him. Emilio Pagan was, was good in the ninth inning. Shut him down, one, two, three, as I mentioned. Looking forward, Tanner Houck, Sonny Gray tomorrow. That's why I was encouraged by this series. The first two matchups, I was like, if you can get the first win, if you can win the home opener, kind of instill, instill a little bit of a, of a sock in the home opener. Then you got Sonny Gray on Saturday, who I think is going to give you a chance to win. Then you got Bailey Ober on Sunday, who I think should give you a chance to win. And then Dylan Bundy on Monday, we'll see if he can you know, parlay his great start at Target Field into another. You got a chance to win tomorrow. You got a chance to win Saturday. You can win this series by Sunday. Or excuse me, Saturday and Sunday. I keep thinking this is a weekend series. You have a chance to win this series by Sunday night. Sunday during the day, you could you'd have won this series. You're going for a sweep on Monday. It's one game at a time. That's why I love baseball. It's like one day at a time. One day. You won this game, you move it into tomorrow. And all of a sudden you are 
going on streaks and you're playing good baseball and you're stacking at bats. Baseball is about stacking goods. And I've said that before because it's a game where the best teams in the world win six, six and a half games out of seven over a full season. It's about stacking good things on top of each other. Stack a, a good Sonny Gray start on top of a Joe Ryan start. Stack a Gary Sanchez at bat behind a Max Kepler at bat. Two good at bats. Bang, bang. Like you're, it's The more good things you stack, a great play at third base, the more good things you stack in a season, the more games you're going to win, the more days you're going to win. It's about winning days. Twins win tomorrow. It's a guaranteed split now. It looks like nothing because it's 162 games. One game looks like nothing, but one game can lead to the next. And at the same time, baseball is so wonderful that you never know what's coming next. You never know what tomorrow will bring. I hope it brings the Twins win. I hope Sonny Gray pitches well. It's going to be hard to follow up Joe Ryan's performance. The Twins will have trouble, I think, navigating the middle of this lineup. Maybe not trouble, but we'll have a challenge navigating this lineup for the rest of the series. Offense, just keep doing what you're doing. Take good A-Bs. Lefties get to help tomorrow. Righties just put together good at-bats. You know, draw some walks. Get to that bullpen again. It's going to be depleted. Tanner Houck, too, wasn't really starting last year. So I don't expect him to go five, six innings tomorrow if the Twins have any, any say in it. Go get it done. Thanks for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. Twins win. Hopefully Buxton is okay. We'll have updates on him uh, probably Monday when we record next. But we'll be on the postcast tomorrow. Locked on Sports Minnesota. Brandon and I record after every Twins game. Subscribe, like, do whatever you got to do. We will be there. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.